Boom. We are live, yet again. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. A lot happened this week. I was sick this whole week. Really? Again? Yeah. Well, like... I feel like we both just got over sickness. We we did. We, we Like, we've been sick. But I got, like, I got, like, this weird head cold thing. Like, maybe two days after our last episode. Oof. Because I, I, I felt sick Friday morning, drove down to Phoenix, helped my sister move into her new house. Uh, I was sick that whole time, and then today I woke up and I was like, you know what, I feel kind of normal, but just still like stuffy, I still had mucus stuff. Which is weird because I had bad allergies here last week, so I thought it was just allergies, and then it just kept getting worse and worse. So I was like, ah! But, uh, but I'm, I'm okay now. Mostly. Mostly? <laughs> yeah, mostly. Well, I still got, like, the boogies from the head cold. And then everyone... Everyone... Dude, okay. So, in my office yesterday, seven people called out. Jesus. Out of, like, a group of, like, what, 30? Or, like, 27? Oof. Yeah. So, it was tough, man. It was tough, but... Oh, well. Most of them were here today. Yeah. And you were sick, too? This past week? Or was it the week before when you were sick? I know you were sick like two weeks ago. It was the week before, sir. There you go. Alright. Well, everyone's getting sick. I don't think it's the coronavirus. Everyone's down with the sickness. Oh, ah, 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 ah. <laughs> <laughs> Kar- Karaoke guy. <laughs> karaoke guy, uh, yeah. <laughs> it's, uh, I love that video. It's a tribute to the karaoke guy, but... uh but anyway, yeah. So uh, we got we got some juicy stories today, as always. Uh, more coronavirus stories for sure. <laughs> Can't stop, won't stop. I know I do. Well, apparently it's making big waves in the tech industry as far as like making delays and and things like that. So we're gonna I'm gonna talk a little bit about that here today. Um, some Amazon stories I got today. Um, some supercomputer stories I got. What about you? What's what's a preview of the gaming stuff we got this week? A lot of a lot of surprise launches, a lot of free stuff. Excellent. A tad a tad bit on coronavirus, not so much it canceling stuff, but some things happening now that weren't happening before. Yeah. Yeah. I I agree there. And why is our visual just paused? There we go. I think I paused it by accident. It does Let's not see. like to be put down. Yeah, not today. And I don't know why it's like constantly like, Bruh! but I don't know. Our mic's fine. Let's see. Is it this one? No, I don't think it's that. That's not even playing. Yeah, maybe maybe something else. It doesn't matter. Anyway, people are just going to have to suffer through seeing the same graphic <laughs> if they watch the YouTube video. Which, by the way, subscribe to our YouTube channel for our podcast episodes because there's only two subscribers. <laughs> And I'm one of them. I think I'm the <laughs> and other. <laughs> and you're the other subscriber. But we keep getting like 10 to 12 views, and I know the last episode I didn't watch. I want to say I watched the one before that, though, and the one before that. Yeah, yeah, same. So there's definitely people watching. They're just not subscribing. Yeah. So subscribe if you're watching on YouTube. Which, if we get more subscribers and more people are interested in watching, we can go back to being live. Yep, and just do it live on YouTube instead. Maybe that's a better uh, better streaming option than Twitch. I don't know. Depends on you guys. But you let us know with your viewership numbers. If YouTube wants to buy our exclusivity for our 12 viewers, you know, I'm all for it. <laughs> yeah. 
get paid the fat uh, <laughs> endorsement checks from YouTube. Fat, fat. Twelve dollars for twelve people. <laughs> Woo, dude, that'll buy us tacos every week. <laughs> that will buy us tacos. <laughs> Fit the theme of the podcast. Uh, but we can only dream. We can only dream. Uh, anyways, let's do what we always do. Let's drive drive right into the wall that is our stories. Um, and I will spearhead the tech section as always. Maybe one of these days we'll mix it up. Have you do the tech and I'll do the gaming and see if anyone notices. I feel like we'd have we'd have to prepare well before the show because a lot of tech stuff I am not very well <laughs> versed in. So <laughs> I'll be talking and have no idea what I'm talking about. <laughs> fair enough. Fair enough. We'll, we'll, we'll plan for but that. But as long as we prep, I'm sure we can get it down. Yeah, definitely. We'll make we'll make it happen. We'll, we'll, where there's a will, there's a way. Um, but uh, yeah, first tech story uh, on the chopping block today is that YouTube is actually demonetizing videos that say coronavirus or like Wuhan, China, that sort of thing. Um, and everyone's being pissed about it. Um I caught on to this earlier because a lot of my, a lot of the tech YouTube channels that I subscribe to um, have uh, expressed this as well. They're like, we can't say the name of the virus, so like they go around it by calling it like human malware. <laughs> That's what Gamers Nexus, Steve from Gamers Nexus does. Um, and there's also other tech YouTube channels like Jay's Two Cents where they just straight up say coronavirus and they don't mind getting demonetized. Um, but some of these people live strictly off of what they make on YouTube. So right. it's like, they can't afford to just say coronavirus. Ah, oh, fuck, dude. <laughs> our, our YouTube video is going to get flagged because I'm saying coronavirus. I mean, I don't think... <clears throat> are we monetizing our videos? Are we're we? not monetizing. We don't have the platform so yet to monetize. So we have two subscribers. So we're, <laughs> we're monetizing ourselves. So, yeah. <laughs> I just hope our video doesn't get flagged for me saying coronavirus. Um, but anyway, a lot of other popular YouTube channels are, um, and so it's, uh, and so, uh, you know, it's a big deal. It's a big problem for a lot of these YouTube channels, especially for informative ones, um, where people just want to talk about how it's affecting their, you know, their relative industries, like in the tech section, you know, a lot of the tech manufacturing is done in China and the surrounding countries. Yeah. So this is affecting production in an unprecedented level. Um, and I'll talk about that a little bit, uh, here in a second too. Did they give a reason but, why they're doing it? So, yes. So, um, apparently it's uh, because of YouTube's, um, like, advertiser-friendly company guidelines. Um, YouTube's guidelines, uh, the advertising guidelines state that sensitive topics, uh, usually, like, a recent event with loss of life, typically as a result of pre-planned, of a pre-planned malicious attack. Um, they said that those are, like, things like that are normally not suitable for advertising, um, and these videos are like, they, like they can stay uploaded, but they just won't be advertiser friendly and you can't make money off of them because they're not showing ads. Right. Um, and so YouTube has officially stated, um, that, uh, that the coronavirus outbreak is now is, is being considered a sensitive topic. Um, that's dumb. So yeah. Yeah. And so they said, quote, as such, all videos focused on this topic will be demonetized until further notice, um, and that was a direct quote from Tong Leung, uh, who is the product who is the product officer at YouTube, and he said it in an official YouTube video. They've, there's got a, I I imagine there being some pushback only for the simple fact that I mean, there are 
like medical informative channels that I could see definitely covering coronavirus and for that to be flagged just because of that is dumb, especially considering coronavirus. Like, even though the media is blowing it up, it's not as dangerous as, like, the flu still. Yeah. So, I mean, you don't see videos of the flu getting flagged for... or demonetized. That's kind of whack. Yeah, yeah. I think... So, I definitely get both points of this perspective, right? Like, on one side, I definitely understand the creators being pissed that their videos are being demonetized for such a topic, especially when they want to talk about, like, how it's affecting them and their industries. Um, But I also see why YouTube would demonetize coronavirus videos on the basis of, like, fear-mongering and, like, people just, like... The spread of misinformation is what I'm saying, um, because I've already heard, like, I've already heard a ton of conspiracy theories, theories about coronavirus, about how, like, one of the world's most advanced, like, uh, you know, disease control lab laboratories are in Wuhan, China. And so, like, there's a big conspiracy that someone purposely leaked out this designed mm-hmm. coronavirus, like, actually designed, like, by scientists left there and now it's taking its toll on the world. Um... And see, that's the reason that I thought you were going to give is fear-mongering. I thought that was going to be YouTube's reason, but for them just saying it's a sensitive subject, kind of... Yeah, yeah, for sure. Um, And then, of course, there's a whole, like, conspiracy around, like, China not actually reporting what's going on Mm -hmm. with the coronavirus because they did that before um, in the early 2000s with the SARS virus. Like, they were not reporting how many people were infected, how many people were killed, when it happened. They were just straight up lying to the public and to other countries about how that disease was affecting China. So, like, the paper is thin here, and, like, no one is trusting China with any of that right now. So, given that a large majority of, you know, Google shareholders and investors are from Asian countries, like... I can see why this is happening, right? Um, Also, like, the sensitive... Like, the official reasoning from YouTube here, just to elaborate on that being a sensitive topic, um, is that that, uh, it's a sensitive topic because more than a reported 3,200 people have died from coronavirus. Um, There's lots of fears around the virus that have led for massive organized, uh, you know, events like we've been talking about for the past few weeks, like Google I.O., Facebook's F8, the annual Game Developers Conference, uh, Mobile World Congress, um, all these things, you know, all these events have been canceled or postponed, you know, huge multi-billion dollar, you know, events that happen have just been canceled. Um, Also, funny to notice as well that Disney theme parks have shut down across Asia um, and countless of other offices uh, have shut down for that as well. Um... And so, uh, just a a little more on that, um, uh, a YouTube creator who runs the Nintendo Prime channel on YouTube says that two or three of his videos that that referenced the virus, so like not even straight up said coronavirus, um, have been hit and demonetized for that as well. Um, and so, uh, you know, he used abbreviations like CV, um, and things like that, but he still got demonetized. So he didn't say coronavirus straight up. That's crazy. So, yeah, yeah. Um, 
and so you know this is a you know this is a problem with YouTube and you know their content managing system, which has been, uh, to put it nicely, in the shitter for the last couple of years. <laughs> you know, as far as uh, you know, content creators uh, go. Um, uh, you know, that's uh, it's it's completely broken. Um, just to show how broken this is, uh, the big hitter YouTube videos or YouTube channels like Jimmy Kimmel Live. Uh, and other like late night shows that upload clips to YouTube mm -hmm. that mention coronavirus straight up are not ad restricted. And they still have their ads up and they're still making money off of it. Really? So yeah, it's complete BS. Yeah, that is. Um, and so you know people are complaining to YouTube about this, and uh, uh, you know it's is YouTube gonna do anything? I don't think so. Um, but that is the current state of affairs right now. Just another one of the things that the coronavirus has, has messed up for yet another group of people. And this time, and this time it's YouTube, you know, demonetizing its creators videos. Um, YouTube does say that they're trying to protect their advertisers, but come on, it's not like advertisers is completely helpless either. Right. You know, um, it's, YouTube's doing it for the money because, and that, that's the only reason they're doing it because they're, demonetizing smaller content creators and they're allowing ads to go up for you know the jimmy kimmel show mm -hmm. on youtube so it's bs i'm guessing also like the news youtube channels like all the news sites yep probably like all the fox news channels and things like that they're, they're they probably still have their ads running um more on the coronavirus just another thing that has affected here um, so it is coming, you know, talking about fear-mongering. Um, another confirmed case of, uh, of, uh, you know, the coronavirus, uh, was actually in Seattle, Washington. It's been in, in Washington for a while. It's actually the first state that confirmed the cases of coronavirus here in the U.S. Um, but now, uh, an Amazon employee is confirmed to have the coronavirus, um, and they are, they are in quarantine, uh, and they've reported being six, six since last Tuesday. Um, so this is actually uh, what I think is a pretty big deal. Uh, simply because Amazon uh, works at a very, very rapid pace. Mm -hmm. um, and uh, let me... I have to read this here really quick because um, it wasn't... Uh, luckily, this wasn't... Uh, you know, this wasn't an Amazon employee who worked at a warehouse where they're touching thousands of boxes a day. Um, this is just someone who worked at the Amazon uh, Brazil building there in Seattle is what they're called. They had different buildings there. So, um, and so, uh, again, the, this information was got by The Verge. So apparently The Verge found out which building that this employee worked at. Uh, they called out sick on February 25th, so last Tuesday. Uh, and so they weren't feeling well and they haven't returned since then. So... They are now in quarantine, so they can't return back to work if they wanted to. <laughs> um, they also, uh, uh, two of the other employees there at Amazon um, also tested positive for coronavirus, um, but uh, not at that office. Um, these were employees in Italy for for Amazon. They also tested positive for that. Um, and, uh, as, you know, to try to prevent this, Amazon has requested that 800,000 employees halt non-essential travel uh, in the U.S. and other countries, you know, where these employees are being. Um, 
the uh, so this it's not not been a good week for Amazon because they've had to go through this little price gouging and misinformation on their on their stores for this for this last week. So, um, you know, you guys can read up on that if you want. <laughs> I, would ima- I would imagine too the people who are like super scared of coronavirus that's got that had to have affected like their sales numbers. Oh yeah. For sure, for sure. Well, I mean, this is not a te- this is not a story that I don't think either of us will cover. But the stocks for the Corona Beer Company have dropped massively. Oh yeah, they, <laughs> they were offering a bunch of money just to change the name of the virus because yeah. like they knew it was gonna affect them super badly, and it has. <laughs> well, I mean, there's a bunch of freaking stupid ass people out there too who think the coronavirus is because of the beer. <laughs> like, <laughs> like you, you dumb mother effers. <laughs> <laughs> like the. When everyone's getting coronavirus, but you only drink Modelo. Yeah. <laughs> Modelo time. Dude. We, drink, we, we, we joke about that. <laughs> I joked about that last Friday at work because <laughs> at our team meetings on Fridays, we always ask, what are you guys doing this weekend? And then I was like, I'm going to be helping my sister move and I'm going to get over this uh, this Modelo virus that I have. <laughs> and all my coworkers were like, hey, it's Modelo time. <laughs> it's like a meme at the office at this point. Um but yeah, so not not a fun time for Amazon here either in the tech sector. Um, this third story that I have is actually uh, on the recent uh, Pixel update. Let's see if I can actually go to this link that I have shared on my docs here. I press follow link and it doesn't take me anywhere. So let me go ahead and just copy and paste it. But anyway, there is a recent um, there is a recent Pixel. Uh, update for for pixel phones and uh in there in that update was a couple of feature updates um mainly some slight ui tweaks um oh my gosh this freaking link won't open so i'm just gonna google it (laughs) but uh uh anyway there's a there's a there's a slew of updates here for the pixel um and it was it was really just a feature drop, so it, f- it focused on bringing a couple more points of usability to the Pixel phones, um, and so amongst those is actually a feature that has been on iPhones for quite a while. Um, it's about uh, 3D touch, actually. So uh, you know the on iPhones, I'm not an iPhone owner, but on iPhones there's this feature called uh, 3D touch, right? Uh-huh. Um, and on 3D uh, and 3D touch. Basically, it, it like it's pressure sensitive to your touch. So like, there's a couple levels. If you lightly tap your screen, or if you, you know, with your finger just push down on your screen, that can that can activate different context menus within it, within you know your home screen or your settings or whatever whatever the programmed application may be by the developers, right? Um, so the funny thing about this is that Apple actually had to design an entire haptic engine. To implement 3D Touch on their iPhones when it first came out, and I remember this being a like, freaking huge deal. Like this was back when like the Android and iPhone wars were like in the heat of battle, uh-huh. um, and people were like, "Oh, like we have 3D Touch. Like that's that's more usability on iPhones." And I'm like, "All right, well, try to run a freaking, you know, try to run a you know command prompts on your iPhone. Tell me how that goes, like a, a shell, you know, or something like that." Um, but anyway, so the, the this new update for the for the Pixel this is for the Pixel Four specifically. Um, so the Pixel Four, I believe they uh, I don't think they uh, called it anything in particular, just to avoid, you know, tipping toes with uh, 
with Apple there for the feature. Um, and it's not even marketed either. It's just kind of something that was in the feature update that people kind of like figured out. Um, and uh, actually, update here, Google doesn't have an official name for this feature. It's just there. <laughs> Which I think is pretty cool. That means they're trying to not step on Apple's toes. Um, there is a brief explanation on it, though, on the on the, uh, on the on the support page for the list of all the features that were dropped for this Pixel update. Um, so on a Pixel 4, in addition, in addition to the standard long press, um, you can firmly press on the device, um, and it'll bring up the same context menu faster. I have, a, I have a solid name idea for that. Yeah? What is it? Give it. Pixel 4 now featuring pressure points. Hey. <laughs> Get at me. Yeah. Hear that, Google? We, we, we said that here first, so you can't steal it. Um, but, uh, but yeah, yeah. So, you know, I don't know if I'm on your, on your uh, Android phone, but if you long press the icon, it'll bring up, like, an extra little context menu for yeah. it. Um, and it does take a second because I do that all the time my icons um but now on a pixel 4 you can just press a little harshly than you usually do and it'll bring up the it'll bring up the the thing you know a little bit faster than waiting for the long press um and so uh you know this will work on applications like google photos uh whatsapp slack pocket uh, a couple other apps well uh there as well um and basically it's like a think of it like a shortcut to the long press that's traditional in, in android phones um, and so, uh, this was, again, a software update that Google just pushed to their phones that, um, uh, required no new hardware, and that was, like, a big deal for Apple. When they come out with 3D Touch, they had to design a new, whole new haptic engine, uh, which means, you know, the, they had to basically recalculate how the iPhone screen perceives pressure or, or capacitive feedback on the screen, as well as having, like, a new motor in the phone for it to give you feedback like for that for that 3d touch it's insanely complicated right um but uh but uh everyone's expecting this feature update to come out to other pixel phones um but it's on the four exclusively right now so we'll we'll have to wait and see if that happens but i chalked that up as a win on google's android versus iphone uh war here on that um, and that is a win for me and my book in my camp because I am team Android. So, um, one more, uh, tech story here. Actually, this is another AMD story. I know, I know. <laughs> just, just chill. Okay. Just chill. AMD is doing very well. They were not doing well for the better part of a decade. So we got to give them all the kudos that they can get at this point before they become complacent and suck again. Um, but basically, uh, I believe it was in May of 2019, AMD won a bid, um, for the United States Department of Energy, uh, to supply, uh, hardware for the Department of Energy's next, uh, supercomputers. Ooh. Um, and they won that bid against both Intel and NVIDIA. So this was like a big deal, right? Um, and so, um... Today, I believe, yes, I believe, yeah, it was eight hours ago, actually. So this is a hot off the press news. Um, but uh, AMD scored another big win today with, uh, with with announcing that the Department of Energy has selected AMD's uh, next generation uh, Epic Genoa processors, which is just a code name, 
um, for the Zen 4 architecture. Uh, keep in mind right now we're on Zen, uh, we're on Zen 2. So this is like a really far off thing that we won't get in the consumer end of things anytime soon. Um, but the Zen 4 um, Epic, so they're server grade thread rippers essentially, um, as well as the Radeon GPUs. Um, the uh, this is to power a six hundred million dollar uh, supercomputer Jesus. called El Capitan, um, <laughs> which is a two exaflop processing power system um, that will be faster than the top 200 supercomputers active right now combined Jeez. <laughs> so that's a it's a big project it's gonna be it's gonna be a big computer um this is actually the second time that amd built uh beat out uh intel and nvidia for a supercomputer super uh, contract um the first one that uh uh, that AMD beat them out for was the was the Frontier supercomputer. Um, the previous supercomputer uh, that the Department of Energy actually built, Intel built that one for them. Um, and so uh, that one was a... Uh, let's see. Uh, yeah, so that one is called Aurora. Uh, and so that's different from this one, but Intel is building that one, obviously. Um, and this is actually a surprise in the industry because everyone was expecting the Department of Energy to give the contract to NVIDIA um, because NVIDIA, uh, you know, their, their GPUs are high compute power, mm. just the way they're designed. Um, and so, you know, it would make sense to design a supercomputer around that. Um, and on top of that, uh, NVIDIA GPUs uh, currently dominate the top 500 supercomputers um, that are on Earth right now. So that was kind of like, that's why people were expecting NVIDIA to win this contract. Um, but, uh, but, uh, that is, that is not, that is not the case here. So AMD got that contract. It's really good. I mean, they're making good products now with, with great architecture for a good price too. I believe they're, you know, they're price beating Intel by a lot as far as compute performance per dollar. Yeah. Um, which is good because that means they can manufacture more hardware, um, for a lesser price and therefore provide more compute raw compute performance um, on like a physical level like would you rather have the same you know compute performance or would you rather have, would you rather have more compute comp uh, compute performance in the same size of room than less of it you know that sort of thing um, or just have like different sites with more computer computing power altogether um, you know, it's all a numbers game in the end of the day, but uh, but yeah. So these uh, you know, these supercomputers, they're they're kind of a ways off. Uh, I believe uh, the the AMD deployed ones uh, should be de deployed in late 2022 and not fully operational in 2023. Um, so that's three years from now. It's not too far off, but three years can go by super fast. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, these last five years freaking flew by for me. Um. And so, uh, you know, of course, this is a, a it's going to be a super fast machine. Um, the exaflop measurement of uh, of uh, of uh, calculations. In case you didn't know, it's a it's a it's one quintillion calculations of floating point numbers or floating point calculations, which I'm not going to get into that because it's a nerdy math term um, per second. Jesus. So, <laughs> so it's a lot, and then keep in mind that 
a really basic like 8-bit quantum computer can outperform that by like a thousand times so i know (laughs) 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 we just laughed at the cat sorry it like twitched all of a sudden but we talked some uh we talked a little bit about uh, you know quantum computing and you know this is a this is a just traditional supercomputer which is all we have um this amd um based supercomputer which is a good which is going to use both processors and graphics cards um it's expected to be 16 times faster than the current ibm and nvidia sierra system that it's going to replace um and it's expected to be 10 times faster than the summit supercomputer which is currently the fastest supercomputer on earth so lots of lofty goals here um and uh you know, we're, 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 you know, super, you know, super compute performance is, is really something that we don't hear about, but we definitely underappreciate, um, just because there's so many things that drive modern, uh, modern marbles using supercomputers, like weather simulations and, uh, you know, uh, lots of simulations on, you know, cellular structure, um, you know, nuclear, bombs you know whatever it is you know it's 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 driven by a supercomputer at this point can you imagine if they were just like screw it we're done with this we're just gonna use this to mine bitcoin oh my god dude (laughs) that would would break it that would instantly break the bitcoin market i'm gonna tell you that um they just like generate (laughs) yeah i have three billion bitcoins i started yesterday (laughs) That'd be wild. They'd control the Bitcoin market for sure. Um, but, uh, but yeah, so, I mean, I'm going to spare the expenses to what exactly the specs for this computer, this massive supercomputer is going to be. Um, but uh, just know that it's going to be super fast and you'll never be able to use it yourself, which makes me want to cry. Um, but as far as the tech news, that is really it that I have to offer for this week. I heard that, sir. Well, then I'll jump straight into the gaming section. First up, we actually have Halo actually just surprise launched Combat Evolved on Steam. I saw that. They yeah. said it was going to be coming soon, and then, like, the very next day, they released it. <laughs> <laughs> I guess that was as, as soon as it can get, I guess. Yeah, so, um, obviously, since. It is part of the Master Chief Collection. It has both the old and the new graphics, which you can switch between. Yeah. Um, For nostalgia purposes. Yeah. Um, let's see. Um, and of course, it is... You can buy it either... If you have the Master Chief Collection, if you bought that on Steam, you can obviously just download it for free. Or you can buy the game separately um, if you didn't want the whole collection you can purchase it for 9.99 really yes damn that's cheap yeah that's not <laughs> bad at all i want to say the only one that's going to be cheaper than that is the halo 3 odst which i believe is going when it drops is going to be 4.99 dang dude that's so worth it yeah they're great games yeah <laughs> um obviously you get it cheaper if you buy it the bundle um but I was definitely surprised that they dropped out of nowhere because I thought it was at least going to be another month or two. Yeah. And for them to not have a date and just be like, boom, there you go. <laughs> Game. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> um, 
But for Halo, that is all. Moving on, we got some League of Legends news. Quite a few stories from them, actually. Um, their forums are going to be closing next week because Riot claims that their popularity has decreased significantly. Um, yeah, their boards, the Riot message boards. Yeah. I blame Reddit. Like, seriously. Uh, yeah, I can see that. <laughs> the, yeah, everybody uses Reddit for literally any kind of forum. Yeah, yeah. Um, and uh, they currently have, like, from what I understood there, um, I think they're, I think Riot's going to have an official Reddit. So, it's basically like they're moving the forums. Yeah, yeah. Basically. Um, starting Mar- March 9th, they're going to be closing. Um, let's see. They claim that, um, we know some of you use them regularly, so we didn't arrive at this decision lightly. However, after looking at how many of you were using boards... It became clear that the popularity of the platform had decreased significantly. Both players and writers have migrated to other community discussion platforms, such as Reddit and Discord, leaving boards underpopulated. Let's see, um, they obviously gave thanks to their volunteer moderators, and obviously thanks to the community for making it last as long as it did, and are happy to be able to keep doing it on another platform still yeah very true um let's see and then also with league of legends the client is getting a revamp finally i know i feel like i still feel like this client hasn't been around as long as the previous one. Oh, dude the previous <laughs> dude i, I remember I, I went back to my youtube like highlight playlist uh-huh. for league and i saw one that was like with the old client, and I'm like, dang, dude, like, it feels <laughs> like that was forever ago, but it wasn't. Let's see, um, Riot admitted that the client is not in great shape. It cites bugs, lag, memory leaks, crashes, and freezes. Um, it says the I, biggest, that all of them are obviously, of course, very concerning and pretty annoying to deal with. I've experienced all of those, by the way. Really? Yeah. I want to say I've... I've... But see, I don't know if I was truly experiencing it because at the time when I thought I was, I had a booty computer. (laughs) So I'm blaming most of it on my computer. But I have had at least, I think, one client crash on this PC. Yeah. Yeah, you know, the one that really scared me was the memory leak. Because all of a sudden my computer is running like trash and I check Windows Task Manager and the League of Legends client is taking up like 10 gigs. Jeez. <laughs> I'm like, I don't think it's supposed to do that. Oh my <laughs> god, yeah, I have I have not had <laughs> Yeah, but everything on that list I've experienced, dude. It says uh, the specific long-term targets are to lower bootstrap time. Um, they want to cut down the 15-second launch to be three to four times faster um let's see champion select lock-in response time should become about eight times faster yeah i hope so because that's like the easiest part of that client (laughs) yeah it's amazing like it's amazing that they have as much troubles with it and it's taken this long for them to finally but i mean they are working on a lot of projects so i'm not gonna complain yeah i almost feel like maybe like they're so focused on content creation um that they've kind of 
ignored their software development team. <laughs> I could see Just because they're not working directly on a champion design or a skin um, or TFT mm-hmm. or any of the other billions of projects that they announced. You know, that was one thing that I did notice when Riot had their big day of announcements where they announced all the games and their plans and stuff, is that they said nothing about, like, software dev. Like, that's a big, that's a big deal, dude, for a, for a company that runs off of software, like, they make games. Software development's kind of important. It is, however, I feel, I feel their announcements were just for the simple fact that it's kind of... I feel like a lot less people would be hyped about the software after they announced, what was it, like four new games? True. <laughs> All supposed to come out within the next, like, two years. Yep. Um, and speaking of projects, Valorant, Riot's new free-to-play hardcore FPS is actually launching this summer. Woo! Um, a beta will come out sometime earlier, but they have not announced a specific date. Yeah, yeah. So a couple things happened with that um, this week. I feel. Um, did you hear about the leaked um, video about gameplay and alpha? Or it wasn't leaked. I guess they released. I was gonna an say alpha. I didn't know it was leaked, but yeah, I heard yeah. of the video. I haven't watched it. Me neither. But they released the alpha gameplay footage of the game, um, and uh, I haven't seen it yet. But I know from the announcement originally from from the Riot Game Days that uh, it was something that I thought I could get behind. It looked really cool. Um, I've had fun playing Overwatch, but I feel like it wasn't accessible enough for me. Oh. Um, like, I just didn't know what to do, so I was, I was just kind of just doing whatever. Um, and see it, you know, and CSGO is really competitive. <laughs> so it was like, uh, you know, if you haven't been playing it for 10 years, it's hard to get into it. Yeah. Um, but this game, I don't know, this game just looks like fun. Um, they were supposed to do a live stream with game capture footage to show more of it. Um, but that was canceled. Um, I forget the reason why, um, but uh, that, w- that was a shame to see that canceled here because um, it was, you know, to draw more hype. I was hyped to see it, but now it's canceled. I feel like I'm, I really want to see the footage, but I'm stopping myself because I want to go into this game not knowing what to expect. I mean, obviously I know they said it's supposed to be as fast paced and shooting supposed to be as precise as CSGO and then of course all your characters have the abilities which is like Overwatch um, 5v5 so I know it's going to be like that however I don't want to know about the characters or their abilities or see any of the maps or the guns until I'm playing it Yeah, especially since it's a free to play game it's going to be easily accessible I'm not going to have to worry if I'm going to have enough money to buy it at launch I'm going to play it at launch. Yep. Yep. We're all going to crash the servers today at launch. <laughs> I guarantee it. Dude. Riot's not going to be prepared for how 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 this game is going to be played by everyone on launch day. I guarantee it. Happens everywhere with the biggest companies of all time. It's going to happen with this game. Yeah. I mean, because even, even with big games where they know they're big, they can never properly prepare. Nope. I'd be surprised... If their servers didn't crash, yeah, because or even, forty minute queue times, because yeah, because like. <laughs> even with like Grand Theft Auto Five, I know you don't really play Grand Theft Auto, but do you remember? Like to. Do you remember the problems <laughs> they had at launch? Nah, nah, I wasn't here for that launch. I was in New York, dude. Their launch was so big, and so many people were trying to get online at once 
that you couldn't properly play online multiplayer till I want to say like three or four months after launch. Months? Months. Holy shit. Because they could not keep up with the demand. It was insane. Um, And I know, obviously, there's a lot of shooter fans, a lot of Overwatch fans, a lot of CSGO fans, a lot of League of Legends fans. And so for this to become an all, like, a combination of everything, it's gonna be nuts. It's gonna be a large market that they're gonna be attracting with this game, for mm-hmm. sure. They got me hooked. And, yeah. I, and I haven't seen anything besides their first announcement. Yeah. I know a lot of, I know a couple of people, or a couple of my co-workers at the office, who play tons of Apex, or, like, tons of Destiny 2. They're mm-hmm. like, yeah, I wanna play this game. <laughs> so I'm like, alright. <laughs> um, You're on board. I'm very curious as to if in the future they're going to throw any of the League of Legends characters in there. That'd be funny. Or some skins based off of League League characters. Because I could, <laughs> I could see, like, obviously some of the characters that have guns in League. Like, I could see Jinx being in there or Caitlyn being in there. Lucian. A Lucian, Lucian skin. Like a high noon Lucian skin for someone in there. Yeah, that'd be dope. That would I be could, sick. I can... I mean, because it's, it's all the intellectual property of Riot. Yeah. So they might as well take advantage of that. They can do whatever they want. Yeah. They'd be dumb if they didn't, to be honest. They'd sell they'd sell so many so fast. <laughs> yeah. Um, but enough of that. I have let's see, one more league story, I believe. Yeah, one more League of Legends story, and that is China's Pro League of Legends circuit is set to resume on March 9th, but will be online only. Which is odd yeah question mark pings all over that <laughs> so like the casters are gonna be remote and the, the players the are players gonna, are gonna, gonna be remote. remotely yeah they're gonna be like at different land centers or which that's weird because then you have to account for ping you have to you know that's just gonna be weird yeah, man you have to account for ping you have to be sure that whoever's playing is really playing you have to be sure that, like... Yeah. There's got to be some type of super convoluted, like, setup for that. Um, you got to make sure that, like, everybody's using regulation equipment. Like, I'm sure they're not allowed macros in pro yeah, play. Definitely not. So they I probably mean, have to stand... Well, everything's probably standardized, right? Like, your screen has to be this refresh rate. Uh, you know, the... You know, you have to... You know, I don't know what else would be true, standardized. But I mean... Are they going to have people, like, going and checking on this? Like, <laughs> there's not really any way that I know of that they can prove that they're following all these. Yeah. Maybe maybe the Riot referees have to remote into the, each of their computers and see how the, what the setup is according to, like, Device Manager or something like that. Um, that's how I see it. Um, but honestly, I don't know how they're going to take care of that. One thing, one of my biggest concerns is the ping. Yeah. Because in land you have zero ping, um, and even in you know countries with super low ping like Korea and I think China has low ping too. I think the low ping there is like twenty something. It's also gonna um, because China obviously I want to say they're the ones who a couple months back were in the news for severely cutting down internet usage. Yes, I remember that. So I'm wondering how that... Episode, what, three of Let's Talk About yeah. It? <laughs> I'm wa- so I'm wondering if, like, they're going to be 
somewhere where there's an exception or if it's gonna have to be played in that very small window of time yeah very true that and can then if you're viewership in, and then hard. if you're in different time zone like time zones <laughs> like ah uh, it's gonna be a mess it's too much of a complication for us to be worried about because we're not getting paid to worry about it it says um the LPL says this online-only arrangement will only last until the end of the spring split, which ends March 30th. Um, the summer split should begin sometime in June, but it's likely it will continue being online-only if the coronavirus epidemic isn't contained. Wow. So. I mean, it makes sense. Uh, that's so weird. Um, let's see. Oh, it says here, players will be attending matches from their club headquarters. The only exception are players in quarantine provinces who are currently unable to leave. So, I mean, I guess they will, the teams themselves will be together as long as they're not in quarantined areas. Yeah. But, weird. Weird. Imagine being a player in quarantine. (laughs) (laughs) You'd probably get, like, smack-talked by your team so hard. Oh, yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Let's see. And then here's one that I know you are going to love as well as a lot of other people. Um, One of EA's unannounced Star Wars games leaked nine hours ago. Yes! Um, Hot off the press story. It is called Star Wars Project Maverick. Um, Let's see. It was leaked, I believe, on... PlayStation 4 store um, and the picture shows basically four to five X-Wings flying towards a Star Destroyer Yeah, with the logo stamped over the front. Um, I'm I'm kind of stoked. I'm not a it's it's really hard for me to like flying games which I'm assuming this is going to be kind of like X-Wing or yeah, or like Ace Combat, that sort of thing. Um, but yeah, yeah, yeah. But I mean, the literally the last game I played was an Ace Combat game. Um, the last game that I played was an Ace Combat game, and it, and and it was and it was fun. And I remember playing. Um, I remember playing uh, Star Wars Battlefront Renegade Squadron, mm-hmm. and the and the flying the flying in there was pretty dope from what I remember. I have to watch some YouTube videos about that just if, to refresh the, my memory. If the flying is like it was in Battlefront Two, I could see myself playing this because I really like the way it handled. Um, Definitely, it being Star Wars helps it out because if it was just some random flying game, I probably wouldn't play it at all. Right. Yeah, it's got the Star Wars skin buff on it. Yeah. <laughs> Let's see. Especially with it being Maverick, you know, that's like a play on like on Top Gun. Yeah. You know, so maybe this is gonna be like the story of like a hothead pilot who like you know is in the Rebel Alliance. Dude, what if it's like? What if it plays into the movie universe and you're playing as like one of the one of the popular pilots from the movie? Like, what if you're playing as um, let's see, like 
Cassian or something. Yeah, Porker. Like it's, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, like Porkins or whatever his name is. <laughs> they've got to have. They've got to have some popular character in there. Yeah. Or what if? What if the whole story? You're the second best pilot in the Resistance, second only to Luke Skywalker. And your mission is trying to blow up the Death Star, and Luke just swoops in and does it <laughs> at the end. Yeah. Oh, that'd be horrible. <laughs> that'd be so tilting, dude. And after that, you join the Empire. <laughs> and then the second game is the fall of the Empire, and you lose because you're on the Imperial side. Uh, please, Lucas, Lucasfilm, hire me. LucasArts, hire me, please, to write your stories. Um, but. I'm hoping since it leaked, we'll get some kind of official announcement or teaser soon. Yeah, they can't just leave it out in the wild now, because yeah. it's been leaked. It's been leaked, people are going to start asking questions, and eventually EA is going to be like, fine, this is it. Um, next up, sir. No one can see this, but if you have the hardware, or a supercomputer... You can play Doom Eternal at a thousand frames per second. <laughs> or so they claim. A thousand frames per second. That's quite the um, quite the claim. Yeah. Obviously the human eye can't see it a thousand <laughs> frames per second. But I'm sure as hell gonna try. <laughs> <laughs> see, they said on ID Tech 6 we maxed it out at 250 frames per second. And, of course, they say this game, if you have the hardware right, could hit a thousand frames per second. Yeah, that's wild. So, I do know off the top of my head that in the previous Doom games, they're, they're notoriously easy to run, right? Mm -hmm. um, and the max that they would run at, if I remember correctly, is 200 frames per second, and that's the game engine limit. And see, in this, they said um, there is no really upper limit. I've had some hardware here locally that we built just for testing where we had scenes running in the 400 frames per second. There you go. So. There you go. It's going to be wild. Yeah. That's probably like a 2080 Ti or something. But, like, I wonder what, like, a Titan RTX would be able to do with a game like that. Um, if, oh, jeez, I don't even know what that would look like, man. Because in a recent... In a recent conference, like Asus was showing off a prototype monitor, which was the Rogue 360, which is a 360 hertz refresh rate on a monitor, and that's the highest one that I've ever heard of for consumer use. Yeah. So like, do I want to see Doom Eternal at 360 frames per second? Of course. Yes. <laughs> is it gonna cost me two thousand dollars? Yes. <laughs> um, but oh, that'd be cool if they had like kiosks. Like at a Best Buy or something. Oh, dude, where, that'd be so sick. <laughs> where it'd be like, do Eternal at 360 frames per second and also advertising the Asus monitor. I'd be there every day. Oh, yeah. I'd be like, <laughs> let, me, let me play the next level, please. <laughs> and then next up we have an official announcement for Death Stranding's PC release, sir. Nice. June 2nd. Soon. Very soon. Very soon. Dang. Um, I don't know how many people are gonna get it after it's uh, lunch. I'm I'm <laughs> gonna pre-order it for sure. Yeah, it's a game that I've been looking forward to. I have stopped myself from watching any sort of gameplay. I've seen just, still, huh? I've seen just only the trailers that we talked about when we like first started the show, like about the character, like four characters. Yeah, and that's and all the reviews. I'm, yeah, and that's all I've seen. I haven't watched Dang. any gameplay. I haven't. 
heard any spoilers, I've kept safe. Yeah, yeah, that's good, dude. That's because good. Mods. Mods are going to be crazy. Mods are going to be so stupid. <laughs> since it is coming to PC, they are including some Half-Life content in it. I heard about that, yeah, like, yeah. One of the images I've seen had Norman Reedus wearing, like, the head crab. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, but I'm super stoked. I don't know if you're super stoked. I don't know how you feel about Kojima games or if you've played many Kojima games. I have not played a single Kojima game. Really? Yeah, yeah. Well, name, name some off. I Ob- doubt I've played any Obviously, of them. like, the Metal Gears. Never played any Metal Gear. Oh, dude, Metal Gear so I played good. Killzone. I thought that was a Kojima game for the longest time, but it's not. <laughs> Let's see, what other... Um, did you ever play PT? Nope. Um, Silent Hill. Never played Silent Hill. Let's see... Resident Evil is not a Kojima game, right? No. No, okay. I thought so. I had to be sure, though. Um, Castlevania Lords of Shadow. Never played. I've only played one Castlevania, the NES Castlevania game. Wow, you have not played Or SNES, whichever. I have not, dude. But I'll I'll play Death Stranding. Dude, his stories are so wild and the characters are so wild. (laughs) He's amazing. I'm sure it's a good time. Okay, so hear me out. First mod that should be available for this game is for Norman Reedus to be... Is to be Mando... And for BB to be Baby Yoda. Just saying. That's definitely coming. <laughs> There's no way that people aren't already trying to, f- <laughs> to make that mod happen. I'm just saying, dude. If I can play the whole game like that, I'm playing Death Stranding. <laughs> dude, there's going to be so many different character mods for that game. Are you kidding me? It's going to be amazing, dude. It's, I can imagine it. Like, what's another? What would be another like dynamic duel like that? What's another baby father figure? Hmm. Rick Grimes and Lori's <laughs> baby, I guess. <laughs> Walking Dead. What else? What else? But the Rick and the baby is just a piece of coral. <laughs> <laughs> coral! <laughs> coral! <laughs> oh, man. Heisenberg um, and Jesse Pinkman. <laughs> Old Jesse Pinkman baby <laughs> with the yellow sweater and a beanie. <laughs> Shrek and Donkey. Shrek and Donkey. <laughs> Dude, I feel like I'm missing a really big, like, baby and dad combo right now. Oh, The Hangover? Yep. <laughs> that's that's gonna... That I, definitely I'd be, surpri- has to be, I'd be surprised if that doesn't pop up. That'd be so funny, dude. Lots of mods for Death Stranding. Probably lots of, like, gameplay improvement mods, too. Yeah, um... They also said that um, the PC version is going to include a high frame rate photo mode, support for ultra wide monitors, and um, like I said, content from the Half Life games. Um, let's see. It says that the Half Life content will be included on both Steam and Epic games as well. Um, an expanded soundtrack with 10 previously unreleased tracks and pre-purchasing it will net you even more cosmetics and some HD wallpapers Um, let's see and then I have one final little throw out there kind of small news but still news um, Rainbow Six Siege is going to be free this weekend, starting the 5th, running through the 8th, and if you play it and like it, 
it will also be on sale for 75% off. So Dang, that's going to be cheap. And that's, that game's normally, what, $20, so it's going to be like 5 bucks. Oh, really? Dang, that's going to be cheap Rainbow Six Siege. I haven't played Rainbow Six Siege. I've seen people play it, and I think it could be really fun, really competitive. I haven't played it either. Um, obviously, I've seen videos. Um, but it always... Every time I hear it, it always sounds like a game that had just come out. And I don't know if you know this or not, but that game has been out for five years. Oh my gosh, five years? Yeah. Really? Siege? Uh-huh. No and, way. And people still play it, like, a lot. So, I mean, I'm probably going to have to buy this. That's weird. It can't be that old. Rainbow Six Siege. Oh my god, dude. Oh, never mind. I, I'm, I just tried to Google it real quick, but it doesn't matter. Jeez. Uh, no wonder it's a $20 game now. <laughs> yeah. Um, but, I mean, obviously there's still a lot of people playing it because every year they release new maps and whatnot cycle the, cycle the gameplay. Yeah, true. And I know there's still, like, leagues, like, competitive yeah. tournaments for it. And also, um, when... You play during free weekend, it will include all of the maps and all the content for the free weekend. Nice. So you're not just limited. Yeah, to just the base release. That would suck. That'd really suck. But, sir, that is all of my stories. Cool. Cool. Maybe we should talk about LCS for a little bit. Let's pat our stats. I'm down. Yeah, so let's go over the standings real quick, shall we? <laughs> Uh, Cloud9. Still undefeated. Still undefeated. They are... They are 12-0 and 0 with 36 points for this split, dude. They're, con they're in convincing first place because in second place is FlyQuest of all teams. And FlyQuest has 8 wins and 4 losses. So there's 4 losses in between even matching yeah, they're beating, Cloud9. They're Cloud9's beating them by 12 points. Yeah, by a lot. And then there's currently... So there's currently nine teams out of ten that can make it into playoffs. If you think about it. Because we have three teams tied for third between Team Liquid, Immortals, and TSM. And then we have one, two, three, four, five teams tied for sixth. Which are, being, which are 100 themes, Dignitas, Golden Guardians, and Evil Geniuses. All five of those teams are five and seven right now. And then CLG, they finally took a win this week. <laughs> they are now two and ten, and they beat Trash SM, TSM, for that win. That is upsetting. Not because I'm a fan of TSM, but as, like, it's TSM, I don't think they should, they shouldn't have lost that. No, no. So, in that game, Bjergsen went Maokai mid. Bjergsen went, I'm pretty sure it was in the game versus CLG, but Bjergsen went Malkai mid, and Broken Blade, their top laner, went Kale top. And they got smashed, dude. Like, they, it went so bad. It went so bad. Um, also with that, too, uh, CLG, uh, you know, a little bit, we're a little bit over halfway the split now, um, and they've had Poe Belter for the last two weeks. Mm -hmm. um, so the first half of this split, Crown, the Korean mid laner who won the 2017-2018 World Championships on his team 
Um, they have parted ways with cl- with clown <laughs> with crown the Korean mid laner. Uh, just a brief tweet. It said, "Thank you, Crown, for your time on CLG. We wish you the best." And then you know, like Team CLG or whatever the hashtag was. So I'm like, dang, dude, that is not the way to go. Something's going on in CLG, dude, where they replaced their star Korean mid laner with Pobelter. <sighs> that that can't be good for CLG, man. Do you think who out of Hundred Thieves, Dignitas, and Golden Guardians, who do you think is going to take TSM spot? I don't see. Oh. I I see TSM falling down the ladder here in the next week. That's a tough one. Just based purely on players, I think Dignitas would take it. Um, I'd really like either Golden Guardians or Evil Geniuses to take it, just because EG's roster is pretty stacked. Mm -hmm. I like their team. I like the players on that team. Um, And I actually watched uh, a a document, a a Riot documentary today on Golden Glue from Golden Guardians. (laughs) It's called Drive or The Drive. Uh Uh-huh. Um, and so, like, in this whole, like, 20-minute documentary, it talks about how Golden Glue, he's from Texas, and, like, football is life in Texas, and, like, he was, like, always a hard worker in football, and then, like, as soon as he got accepted into the varsity team in, in high school, that's when he got the interview with Dignitas to play LCS with Dignitas, with, like, the old, old Dignitas. Uh-huh. Like, I'm talking about, he went into filling for Scara. Um, when Dignitas was Scara, I'm a cutie pie, Kiwi kid, um, and then, uh, you know, I forget who their top laner was. I think it was, I think I Will Dominate was in there, too. That is a while back, because <laughs> cutie pie ain't played in a minute. In a long time, dude. <laughs> he hasn't played ever since, uh, ever since Team, you know, right before Team Liquid, uh, took over Team Curse. That was, like, his last game. Same thing with Boy Boy, too. Um, but, like, the whole documentary was how, like, it basically outlined, like, Golden Glue has been on, like, 10 or 12 different teams, dude. Jeez. So many teams. He's been on Dignitas. He's been on Team Coast. He's been on Team Ember. He's been on, you know, like, Team Liquid. He's been on Cloud9, both their main and Academy rosters. Um, he's been He's been on, like, every single team under the sun besides, like, CLG and TSM. <laughs> and it's a sad story. You can't help but like feel for the guy because because he would always like in the in the thing they'd outline this. He would always get benched for a Korean mid laner that every sucks. single time. <laughs> and then, dude, he he played with Cloud Nine when they when they won when they won the the you know when they won a split mm-hmm. when they won. I think it was they won a spring split and Golden Glue was subbing in mid for Jensen. Remember when that whole like subbing out Sneaky and Jensen fiasco happened? Yeah. He was playing mid. And they won, and they won the split with that. They became split champions when he was a mid laner. And then that's when, uh, that's when he says in the documentary that Jack, the owner of Cloud9, basically told him like, "Hey, like maybe you shouldn't be playing pro. Like I don't think you're pro material." What? So like, yeah. So I was like, "What the f, dude?" And so like, that's when you know, that's when on the off season he was let go by Cloud Nine, and then he was picked up by Golden Guardians. It's a really cool little twenty minute documentary. I recommend you watch it just to know a little bit more of who Golden Glue is is as a person. Um, but that's why I'm rooting for either Evil Geniuses or Golden Guardians to to take TSM's place up in that tie for what that's in that tie for third versus Immortals and Liquid. I would definitely, I would definitely be voting Golden Guardians if if they had that jungler that I like, man. 
What's his name? Yeah, you forgot his name already. <laughs> he's not, Contracts. Yeah, because he's in Academy now, right? Is yeah, that, yeah, I'm pretty sure he's in Academy right so now. I haven't seen him in a minute. Yeah, I've, whose Academy team is he on? I keep on forgetting. Oh, I don't know. I thought he was on the Academy team for um, Golden Guardians, no? Um, maybe. I want to say he changed teams from Golden Guardians. I'm trying to find out what the or what the Academy standings are currently. Um, a quick Google search will maybe find that. <laughs> Let's see here. 2020 Spring. Currently Jungler for... Oh, yeah, Jungler for 100 Thieves Academy. 100 Thieves, there you go. Huh. Interesting. I, he's probably making bank on 100 Thieves, though, even in the Academy. Because 100 Thieves is one of those teams that's just funded with money. Just money, 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 money. Same thing with Golden Guardians. Same thing with all the... With any of the NBA teams. Yeah. They're, remember, they're all bleeding money, dude. I remember seeing him last season, and I was like, who is this guy? I was like, he's dope. And then after I found out about him, they were like, go to Academy. Let's see here. Um, all right, sir. I think uh, other things we should discuss, too, is that uh, this past week, Team Liquid had their first 2-0 week since they had got Broxa in as their jungler, and it was not with Double Lift. Really? They subbed out uh, their academy, uh, their academy 80s. I think he's academy. I don't know. But they subbed him in. His name's Tactical. Um, he's an Asian player. I don't know if he's Chinese or if he's Korean. Um, but they subbed him in because Doublelift was sick. Um, he had like a... It wasn't the flu. It was like a... Something with like high... Like thigh something. I don't know. I don't know what it is. You can look it up. But Doublelift was sick, basically. And uh, Team Liquid went 2-0. And Tactical looked really good dude like it was like a breath of fresh air I, I'm, I like i forgot that it was not double lift playing and so double lift has been getting a lot of criticism from that because he has gone on the record saying that spring split is not important to him uh -huh. and so that kind of explains why team liquid hasn't been doing well this split um and so i was listening to i was listening to face check here the you know the league podcast with i will dominate loco doco and uh and the x-ride employee um, Degon, I always feel bad for forgetting his name, but yeah. So all of them, they they made a really valid point is that even if Doublelift doesn't care about Spring Split, that's so offensive to his teammates like Jensen, like Broxa, where every game counts to them because they want to prove they're the best. Um, and uh, because of this criticism that Doublelift has been getting for not taking the split seriously and for letting this guy Tactical just show up and and get Liquid the two O week. Um, they're actually letting tactical play uh, start, like Ooh. start on Team Liquid, um, and Team Liquid is actually going to rotate between tactical and double lift for the foreseeable future. Probably the rest of the split, to be honest, unless yeah. one is a clearly better option than the other. Um, but I think this is great because it's going to give double lift a chance to, you know, buckle his pants, so to speak and raise him up a bit so that he can step up to the plate and show Team Liquid why he's the star player on the team. Do you think C9's going to go all the way 18-0 for the split? I think this split has like an 85% chance that that's going to be the case. 
only because they're so far ahead of all the other teams. All the other teams, man. Um, I kind of want to go back to the first couple games of the split from Cloud9 and then look at their games and see if we could predict it back then. Mm-hmm. Um, but, dude, they're 12-0, and 0, man. Like, they've beat every team in the league, you know, almost twice now. So, and they beat the best, too. Like, they've beat Team Liquid in a dominating fashion. Um, you know, they beat FlyQuest, obviously the second-place team in the split. They can beat TSM. Uh, they can is, certainly beat CLG. Which is who they're playing this weekend, TSM. They're playing TSM. Ah, oh, dude, is ready for 13-0. and 0. Dude, Quick. if they lose, it'll be so salty. Yeah. <laughs> TSM just lost to the worst team right now. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, but I don't see TSM beating them this week, honestly. What's the other team that Cloud, Cloud9 plays this week? Do we know? Um, According to this, it looks like they only have one game this week. Um, Check, they probably play Monday Night League. Oh, yeah, they do play Monday Night. Um, They play Golden Guardians. Golden, yeah, dude, it's going to be another four. It's gonna, they're going to be 14-0 this coming week, man. I'm calling it right now. Um, I think they might end the split 17-1, and like just for shits and giggles. But I can totally see them going 18-0 for the split. That's just my opinion. If any team is going to do it, it's going to be this version of Cloud9, the split. If they go 18-0 and then just are trash during the summer split, it's going to be devastating. Yeah, watch them be a last place team in the summer split. Because <laughs> we've seen that happen to teams before. Yeah, We've seen it happen to Cloud9 before. Where they rock one, one split and then they totally shit the bed. The next. And for all we know, there could be other pro players who have, like, one before or made it super far who are just, like, who also don't care about the spring split and they just aren't saying it. Yeah. They're like, whatever, I'm getting paid. Yep. I'm sure there's lots of people like that. I'm sure Crown was someone like that and that's why he left CLG. Yep. <laughs> um... But yeah, so interesting LCS, dude. Nine out of the ten teams can qualify. Basically, everyone that's not CLG can qualify for playoffs at this point. <laughs> um, and, uh, you know, five-way tie for, for sixth. There's a, you know, three-way tie for third. And then you have Cloud9 dominating the first the first spot there. So, uh, lots of interesting things are happening with the LCS. I haven't kept up with the LEC. I have no idea what's going over on in Europe there, but... I'm sure interesting things are happening for sure, but that's all that that's all I have to say about LCS. Yeah, that's all I got, sir. Cool, cool. Well, if we have nothing more to say, I think that's a good time to end the podcast right here. Uh, we're we're a hair over an hour and ten minutes, so that's plenty of time for people to listen in. Um, so before we do our usual thing and play our outro music, thank you, thank you again for everyone who listens. Again, we want to reiterate: please subscribe to the YouTube channel. Um, since it seems to be a very popular medium for people to listen or watch our podcasts. Um, so please go ahead and subscribe. That way, that way you can get notified whenever or have it see it in your subscription box for YouTube whenever we post a new episode. Um, follow us on social media. We haven't been really posting on social media lately, but I promise I'm trying to do, be better at that uh, for posting when a new episode is live on our social media. Um, you know, Instagram, Facebook, uh, Twitter. Those are the Those are the big ones there. Also, if you like listening and you don't have, like, YouTube Premium where you can close it and keep listening if you listen on your phone or whatever, we are also on Spotify. Yes, Spotify, Anchor FM, we're on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, some weird other podcast things that we've never even heard of, so 
um, also also do that. Again, we appreciate it. All you have to do is listen. You don't even have to comment on whether we're good or not because we don't want to hear that opinion. <laughs> but uh, but all you have to do is listen, and we'd appreciate it. Um, we're I I we're gonna do another Chipotle giveaway here soon because I still have the gift cards in my car. Nice. So we're gonna do another Chipotle giveaway. So stay tuned for Chipotle gift card giveaway. And uh, we again we appreciate your continued support. As always, um, Autobots roll out. We'll play the outro music here.